Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith. And today, listeners, I'm excited to announce that I've got Alex Meller-Brook, who's an international matchmaker and dating expert. He's from the UK. And today we're going to be talking about how do I start dating again? So today, warm welcome to you, Alex. Hi, hello. Hello, Lynn. You're all right? Yes. Thank Good. you. I'm very well. Excellent. Excellent. Um, thank you for, for inviting me onto your show, onto your podcast. You're very welcome. I'm, I'm very interested to know, Alex, and I'm sure the audience, before we actually get stick into um, how do I start dating again as the, as the theme for today's episode, what actually led you to become a, a matchmaker and dating expert? Um, it, it literally, my wife used to work for a successful, um, but it, it got to a point where there were very, very long hours and could do better and um, I, I was working in, in TV at the time uh, and um, we decided to kind of start the agency which was very different I mean this was 25 years ago so social media did not exist so you know we we, we started by posting envelopes <laughs> and we sat there you know a few thousand letters folded and enveloped and sent um, Thompson Local so online dating was literally is in its infant stage so it, it, it kind of happened from, from that thing and, it, and I think the other thing is there aren't many guys in this industry there's a this they're starting to get a few more but it's met it's very very female dominated so it's it's an interesting when I, I speak to ladies and obviously we, we, we talk about this and um, I've worked with ladies for a very very long time so uh, I kind of I kind of I kind of get to see two sides of a conversation, which is quite mm-hmm. interesting. So when I speak to clients, uh, especially guys, they'll they'll they might say something too, and I go, "Really? Uh, where, where did you where did you read that?" <laughs> Sometimes it's quite interesting trying to interpret kind of what they're what they're saying and what they're understanding, and going, "Yeah, no, maybe it means this, or maybe it means that." That's what you need to think about. So sometimes it's very interesting being able to interpret and again from from the ladies perspectives that there are there are female clients that will say well why has that happened and I say okay think about this think about this think about this because it's a very different way we speak a different language you know and that's um it, it makes it interesting it does make it interesting so thank you very sure. much yeah and um I was, I was keen to invite you on because you're a man, Alex, and, and because it is, you know, primarily a female-dominated industry. And I think that's because women generally, you know, because um, men are and women are different, obviously, in the way they think, they behave, and um, obviously physically look. But, you know, um, women are more likely to reach out for self-help, aren't they, the, the, the men are. Men are more, you know, want to figure it out for themselves type, usually, in a genetic, get the, put my teeth back in. Generally speaking, yeah, I think it's you. You, you talk about it. I mean, this is this is where I suppose I've, I've learned so much over the years in the sense of my kind of my history before kind of coming in here. I, I I've done courses and it's been I've been the only guy on the course. It has to be female. So, and that was in my early teens, so you know, the late teens. So um, 
that was a bit of an eye opener for me in, in the sense of I, I, I got the full, full blown thing pretty early on. So it's like, okay, so this is, this is what happens in a female's life. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's an interesting one. And we, girls talk, you, you have friends, you, you, you're very good at expressing yourself. Um, it, it, it's about finding that kind of network. Um, guys are we're dreadful and i think i think the worst thing is if a guy works in a very male orientated industry makes it very very difficult for them as well because it's a very very different conversation uh, as i say you know sometimes i'll, I'll speak i'll speak to guys and i go look that's great but you're not talking to a guy you're you're talking to a lady so you need to think about that you need to to, to approach it from this aspect or that aspect um so it, it is it's a very there are two very, very different mindsets. Um, and again, sometimes we, I think guys are getting better. I mean, I was, um, I logged into a, um, a group of guys actually that are trying to help each other, been helping each other through, through lockdown and everything. And the conversation's good. You know, I think guys are starting to understand that actually talking about this, talking about where they are, what they're looking for is really good. It's about education. It's a, a lot of it is about education, how to treat, ladies how to treat themselves and, and look after yourselves as well and look after each other i think that's the key thing and i think this is a massive thing that 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 has a big big impact on why relationships work and it is about how do you two treat each other and i think the more guys can learn uh, and be able to communicate that does it does come through then in relationship and that does help to build and by that relationship and give it that foundation that will will help that progress and last and and, and last a long time as well. Hundred percent agree, and um, I think I read somewhere that women speak seven times more than men. <laughs> That's one of the big differences between men and women. So it just goes to show up, you know, where the communication gap is. And sometimes, you know, what we we ought not to be. Um, trying to force our men to open up sometimes you know sometimes it's more appropriate to speak to our girlfriends about certain things isn't it rather than expect our man to act like a, a woman in other words yeah it, again it's 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 always relevant to the other person there are moments when yes you need to speak to a girlfriend absolutely there are moments where you do you do need to speak to the guys and I think I think the hard thing is you have to look at it and go, what is this? What is this gentleman's communication? What's this this guy's communication? And, you know, we talk about kind of things like love languages, love language and things, and how that works. Sometimes yeah. that has an, an impact on on conversation. But if guys are not good at, at communicating verbally, you have to take that into account when you do communicate with them, and it can be very very frustrating. I think sometimes that's that's the hard part about a relationship because you do get that, you get the frustration of maybe an incident or a, a situation, and then you try and communicate that and it doesn't communicate because there are different, there, it's, it's almost like speaking English and somebody speaking Spanish. You know, it's, 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 it's trying to translate that so it's mm -hmm. understandable. So I think whenever you, whenever you talk to the, 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 the man in your life, you have to look at that and go, how does he communicate? Is he, is he going to be able to communicate back in a particular way that I need him to? Or do I need to communicate this slightly differently? Um, and, and I think that's where, you know, if you, 
from a, from a lady's perspective, if there's a point where you do need that support and help and the communication isn't going to work with the guy, that's when, yes, those friends will, will kick in. But it's like, I know when my um, visiting my son's school, um, when he was in, in junior school, and um, we were talking to, to one of his teachers, and I think it was either five or six points. And literally they taught a subject and she said, right, what we do is we teach the subject in this, this way but not all the students are going to understand it. So when we, when we teach the subject in this way, and then in this, and they, and she said, and, and then once we've gone round and covered all these points, every student understands. And that's the same with people. We understand things very, very differently so that you at least start to understand each other better, but you just, it's trying to make sure that you don't get too frustrated. And, and, and knowing that, that a moment where maybe that this is a timeout moment, yeah, I think that, you know, not only do men and women sort of communi- have, have different communication styles, but we all have different learning styles. Like you say, in school, <laughs> there are different learning styles that are more suitable for one person as opposed to another, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. And again, it goes back to the kind of the, 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 the five love languages that we talk about in the sense of, you know, does, does somebody need that that kind of that touch, that that affection, do they need to, to, sh- to be shown that to, to help that communication? Is it more about gratification, that kind of um, the gift, the thoughtful gifts, the, 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 the kind of adulation? So there are different aspects that people look for in, in how to communicate with each other. And it's the positive group of friends. I think the worst thing that I, I come across as a, as a matchmaker is when I, I get clients who say, well, my friend said this, that, and the other. And I say, okay, was that friend in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Because if they are, it is, it's a very, very rose-tinted kind of process, thought process because, you know, when you're in a relationship, you walk into a bar or a restaurant, people look at you, they think there's interest. But when you're single, that doesn't happen. And part of it is because you're not giving off that vibe or... You're just not picking up those signals. And these are these are things that we try to, to concentrate on and work with. So it, it, it is about making sure that that group of network of friends that you have are positive and not toxic. They've got your best interest at heart. You know, they're the, I suppose you want the kind of friends that if it all goes down, you can ring them at 12, one o'clock at night mm. and they will go, look, we need to talk about this. Come on, talk to me. Oh, I've come around. It, it's that kind of friend you need it's not the acquaintance that oh it, it, it's that kind of friendship where are they the party friend that yeah you'll meet them at parties or are they the, are they the friend that will be there at 12 o'clock at night that's, yeah. that's the difference and I think if you've got that good network of friends that you can talk to it's perfect because then they will give you an honest hopefully give you an honest opinion and 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 conversation but again, that conversation with the guys is really important to, to try to keep that open because otherwise, if you go too far the other way, all you do is talk about your issues and situations maybe with your friends, but you never communicate that to him. Yeah, and striking that fine balance and understanding as well that men process things differently. You know, that we talk about quite often, you know, men need time out to go to their cave. And it's not because, you know, you've done anything wrong. He just needs to go and process whatever challenge or problem may have come up for him. And um, you just have to trust and know that that's all that's happening and it's nothing that you've done. Yeah. And um, 
be okay with that. I will hold my hands up. I am guilty of that. It is just, it's, I think it's one of those, one of those moments where you can't, you can take a situation, but you can't react to it verbally. So sometimes you have to go away, get your thought process around it. Think about, because we're very much problem solvers. Yes. And that's part of the problem. So we have to go away, look at the whole thing and go, okay, blah, blah. And then we come back and have the conversation. So you've kind of moved on and we're kind of <laughs> going, you know, the conversation we had, da, 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 da. So, but not everybody's, not every guy's going to be like that. Again, there are, it, it depends on the brain as well, how we use it, that, you know, there are different sides to the brain. So there's the male side, there's the female side. Um, and men and women have used, used different things. So you, you normally find, find people who are kind of brain surgeons that have the eye-hand coordination. They use more of the male-dominated side. And so if you, they did a, they did a kind of test, a research test, and they actually used flat packs and you could see who completed the flat packs, had that more, the kind of logical male side, whereas more creative side. So some of the guys who've done that, they were teachers, they were more artistic, yes. they had that creative side. They, they didn't succeed, but then they changed the test and they did something else. And actually those, those people succeeded in what they did and this other side didn't. So it's a real mixture. You know, they had men and women completing yeah. tests in different formats. So yeah, it is, it is about what side of the brain we're using, our understanding. Um, you know, I, I, I've got clients, female clients, who actually prefer male company? They understand it. They get. They understand the kind of the process, the thought process, the humor, and and that's that's because they're using that side of the brain more than maybe the female side, um, which is which is very interesting. And then there are guys who actually say, actually, do you know what? I I can sit down with a group of ladies. I probably am more that side. I'm I I can sit in a room of ladies and, and have a, a really good conversation and talk about lots of different things. So um some guys can't they kind of they kind of struggle with that because of course yeah. it's a very different environment for them well we all have masculine and feminine energy i just think that for the most part especially in opposite sex relationship opposite sex relationships rather um we all have one that's a more natural core energy that is usually the same as our sex but not necessarily so you know so that you know yeah. most women are naturally the more feminine at their core and most men are naturally the more masculine at their core. But as I say, it's not necessarily gender specific. Um, but yeah, I think we can all work on, you know, sort of relating and using the opposite energy to what is our natural core energy anyway, like you say. Yeah. And, and understanding it as well. I think if you can, you, if you can understand it, that, that helps with a lot of kind of issues and, and situations that will arise in a relationship when you are, looking at somebody at the opposite of the opposite sex because it's it's again it goes back to that communication the understanding so going back to how do i start dating again what 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 is your first conversation that you have with clients who ask that question alex it, it i always say it's a, it, what do you want what what do you want out of the dating because there are there are so many different platforms and and services that you can use to date with but they will take you in a different direction. So I, I again recently, you know, I had a I had a friend found himself in a himself self single again. And he said, Well, what do I do? And and it was almost like, well, what do you want? Because if you head in different directions, you're gonna get a different results. So I 
rule of thumb, I mean, dating has changed massively over the last decade. I mean, you've seen dating sites, the rise of dating sites, that was about 15 years ago. And then, of course, dating apps have come on board. But it, it's not about the platform. It's about the user. Who is using what? And I think that's the key thing. So for, for me, if, if you wanted to just date, you just maybe you've come out of a relationship, you don't want the ties, you don't want to jump straight in, you just want to go out and meet. That's where the dating apps, the dating sites, they, they, they come into their own because there are a lot of casual daters that will use that. And that's absolutely fine. There aren't any ties. It's about communicating. If they do communicate, if they do communicate. Um, and, but again, you, what you have now, I, I think after the situation that we've been through with, with lockdown, some of the apps, there was a terminology that somebody used the other day, which was called gamifying. So some people have just sat there because they've got nothing else to do and they'll kind of, oh, they look nice. They look nice, swipe left, swipe right. And you've kind of got that process, that process going on. But it, it's about if if you just want that relaxed kind of, yeah, I just go and do that. That's absolutely fine. But I think once people start to realise, actually, I want more. I want something that will last with somebody else. I want that relationship. I want the the the, the kind of solidity of having somebody who has similar moral values issues. You're going to have to work a lot harder. I mean, they did um they did a, a, a survey on it they did um, some data analysis on some of the apps that they were using and it's interesting because men and women date or can use the apps very very differently so guys literally swipe so much more they're literally swiping everything just to get some kind of hit but it does have an impact on their kind of response ladies are a little bit more selective but there was they were stating in some of the stats that out of everybody that you swipe the response that you get for a lady is about 10.5%. For a guy, it's 0.6% response on what you've swiped. So it's that kind of that kind of process. It and apps again, they are dominated by younger, um, younger users, and that's mm. predominantly for a particular, it's what they call a hookup, I suppose. Yes. It's it's about that, and there are a number of articles about how it's how it's been used. Um, if you if you're looking for a relationship, you, you kind of there are a number of different things, and you've got, you, I think you've got to just decide what you want in the sense of what you feel comfortable with, what you're looking for. So whether that's an event, whether that's going with a group of friends, but again, that's how many people are going to turn up, what kind of balance is it going to be? Um, you have small groups, so it'll be a walking group could we enjoy yourself do that as a as a, as a matchmaker i mean we have a couple of things with regards to our agency in the sense we have what we call the dating agency so that is more of a database driven um side of things so we have clientele they've all been interviewed i've been checked and we match them together we also have the matchmaking side so that is that is a little it's not more aggressive but it's more about looking for something very specific you know and i know you speak to a lot of matchmakers on your podcast and you know i i do i network with about a thousand over a thousand matchmakers globally and some of them will charge about sixty thousand pounds and that's a huge amount of money but then you have to look at who do they work with you know they're working with some very high network people multimillionaires some billionaires yeah. and they are looking for a very small percentage of people that will fit in with their lifestyle. Mm. So you have to work a lot harder to achieve that. So 
that's then obviously in the UK, <laughs> there are different bands to that as well. And um, we we do that. We will work regionally, UK based and globally based. Um, and that's down to what our client wants. So it, it's about what the client wants and what the client needs. And again, it also depends on where you're, what, what kind of stage you are in your life. Because we have clients who are 20s, 30s, who are who've worked very hard. They've done really, really well with the, the job. They've, they've kind of reached a certain point. Um, and like uh, I was talking to one of the, one of our, our female clients the other the other week, literally it's when their friends start getting married, having children, kind of going through that buying houses together. That's yeah. the kind of the kind of thing that that kind of what cements in their mind that they're going right. Okay, this this life work balance is a bit <laughs> a bit skew with me. I've been kind of putting all my energy into work and, and focusing on this, and actually they realise they need a little bit more to it. it. It needs to kind of balance out for them in the sense of, you know, they want to, they've achieved, they've, they've achieved a lot. They want to share that achievement with somebody. Yeah. So, you know, going onto an app where you have people who are casually dating some people. Yeah. I mean, when you meet somebody new, you have that dopamine release. It's a buzz. You've got the serotonin, you've got the dopamine, same chemical release, take drugs. And when that dissipates, then they go, oh, I like that. I, I want that again. So they'll then go and have a look for somebody else. And then they'll have a look. For so for somebody who's going, look, everybody around me is getting married, having children. That is not the kind of person you, you should be kind of looking towards because mm. then they just, they're going to tell you everything you want to hear and then they'll run because they want that fix. Or you, you have that people that you have certain people who want the self-gratification that, Oh, somebody likes my photo. They're interested in me. Oh, would you like to meet? No, move on. I want somebody else to now like me. I want to. So having that process of, I want somebody who I can build a family with. Um, and if you're building a family, you want, you want that solidity of that relationship. You want that. As we go back to the morals, the values, the, the life goals, those are really, really important. So make sure the person you're investing that time in wants the same things as you. So 20s, 30s, you, you have this kind of, yes, they're looking at building the family. They're looking at moving on to that next stage in the life. For people in their kind of late 30s, 40s, sometimes 50s, they might have been in that marriage, whether it's through divorce, been through being widowed. And there are, I think the hardest thing is to come away from that nucleus, that, that kind of nucleus of, of a family into being yourself. And I think the hardest thing for a, a woman, it's, it's, it's where I, I talk about going from kind of us or mum to me. You, you need that pro, yes. you need the time to work out who you are. When you started that relationship, you were a particular person, you were a particular part in the life. If you've now got to a stage where you now have kids, which are the most important things in your life, and then, so you, 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 your mum, and then of course you're the wife, and then somewhere in all that kind of stuff going on, there's you, and you kind of you have to rediscover that. You have to discover where you are at because you are different to the person who entered that relationship. You've come out the other end of that relationship. Who are you? And it, and it's about that self-discovery. So for, for ladies, it's it's that kind of that kind of process. Sometimes it's the same for the guys. Sometimes they they are in a relationship where things have happened they have a particular mindset and 
that has all changed. You know, there isn't that person who is who is there by your side to discuss about the, the worries and the troubles that you have during the day and, and life. There isn't somebody else to talk things through. They've gone. You're, you have lost your best friend. So you have to rediscover yourself. You have to give yourself the time to do that. And, and we're, from a guy's perspective, we're probably worse because we move on a little bit quicker. We, there's a lot of guys who do not like to be on their own. I think ladies are better at stopping re-evaluating things. And that's probably where, going back to that network of friends, you, you talk about with your friends, you discover yourself and go out. And then you go, right, now this is me and this is what I want. And that direction will probably have changed for you. So what you want, what your goals are in what you want in life, what you want in a future partner will be different. And, it's, and that's why it's really, really important to, to discover that. Um, and then you've got people who are kind of late 50s, 60s, maybe 70s. This stage is about kind of retirement. This is, this is, the, this is the lockdown moment almost. This is why mm-hmm. a lot of marriages fail because when you build this, build this relationship, there's lots going on. You've got work commitments, you've got family commitments. Then you're getting to a point where actually, hold on, we're not going to work anymore. When we wake up, we're not rushing somewhere. You're, you're, oh my lord, who is this person? And um, and that's sometimes a self-discovery where the kids have grown up, they've gone, they've gone to university, and you kind of so for some couples they sit on that table opposite each other and go, I don't recognise you anymore. And yeah, that's, that's interesting. Do you do you fit in with where we're going? Do you want the same thing as me? And and sometimes it isn't. You know, there are. Gosh, I mean, we've we've got some ladies who, I mean, the worst thing, the worst thing that we, the one thing that we hate in the office is age. It's just the worst thing ever, and that, that can that can transfer over age groups between 30, 40s, 40s, 50s, 50s, 60s, because sometimes the energy that some people have is absolutely incredible, and some of the and people's energies are so flat, and it's almost, you know, I've got a client who's who's um, seven, just turning seventeen. Wow. I mean, she has so much, she is not stopping. And it's like, this is, this is interesting because some guys, even, you know, younger than her, just aren't going to be suitable because they've, they're always kind of like, I've crossed the line now, I've finished the race. And she's thinking, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am still running. I am still running this race. I am not stopping. Age is no barrier. My, my, one of my nuns on my father's side, she got remarried at 77. Fantastic, fantastic. And she will have had a different mindset then to what she will have had at 27, 37. Yeah. And, and what people forget is, is when we evolve, when we change, we change every seven to 10 years. So again, I had a client who was, she just turned 30, 31, and we were discussing her, her profile and her, her criteria. And she said, the interesting thing for me is if I completed this form when I was 29, it would have been very different mm. about what I wanted compared to what I want now. And again, going back to lockdown, I think this is this is really kind of stirred things up for people in the sense of what they've been looking for. They've realized that, do you know what? It isn't about the cars and fancy houses and stuff. It's about the person. It's about can I can I share my, my time with this person? Do I want to share this time with them? 
and, and you can see people in the workplace who've gone, do you know what? I do not want to do that. That that took me away from my family, mm. uh, my wife, my kids, or my husband, my kids. I, I want more time for that. That's really important. So, you know, lifestyle, job style, it has had a massive, massive impact on the outlook of people. And that's really good. It's, I think it's a healthy thing as well. You know, there's a lot of people who have struggled with it, but it's I think it's made some very, very healthy decisions for some people in the sense of actually, do you know what? There's more to life than just work. Yes. Which we can focus on too much. So. I agree. I think, like you said, I absolutely 100% um, agree with what you said around, you know, um, people are becoming more aware of the quality of the relationships in their lives rather than just gathering material stuff, you know, and thinking that's important and then that's going to make them happy. Yeah. Well, obviously, money does add to probably you know peace of mind in terms of what it can provide in terms of um creating that modicum of happiness but really the crucial thing is about you know what is the quality of your relationships that you've got yeah and that and that and that's that's the key thing it has to be that balance it has to be that that kind of process and again i i remember speaking to a, a lady who her husband is very, he's very successful. They were both very successful, but he ran off with a younger woman. And I think the comment she said, well, you know, she can spend her time stroking his ego. That's absolutely fine. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for somebody who wants to spend time with me. Um, and it's, it, it, it's, 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 it's an interesting one. It is about what, what do you want? But again, how do you, how do you process that? And it's 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 also about making sure that you you in the perfect world, you know, you you tick so many boxes and you go, this is what I'd like. And it's like, that's fantastic. But in the real world, you have to realize you have this, this, and this. So uh, one of the conversations I actually find six six foot or five foot eleven upwards is a is a is a, a kind of <laughs> a must-have. Um not for everybody, but for, for, for a large a large percentage and the interesting thing is the conversation I always have is is about stats it's about the average the, t- the the tallest average for a height in Europe is for the Netherlands and the average height is five foot ten that's the that's in this country it's just over five foot nine when you when you create the list of what you're looking for take these things into account be realistic about what you'd like I mean I'm I'm just I'm six foot two and I I always I always giggle because as I go through I go to Piccadilly um as I go through there I look at people I'm always I'm sorry I'm always people <laughs> people watching I, I don't know yeah. whether you do the same thing but it's yeah. it's one of those things you do it's in, it, I love I will love watching couples the interaction the the, the kind of communication you can't mm. hear the conversation but you can learn a lot but it, it is interesting because as I go through those kind of places, there are only, are only a few people who are my height, maybe taller. And I can see the top of everybody's head. So when you when you go out and you start looking for a partner, be realistic in, in what you want. Because I think if you if you kind of it's like anything, if you're if you're looking for a job or a house or a holiday, there are certain you, you can put your perfect list down. I mean, I've done that with holidays where you kind of put it in, you go, right. <laughs> it's either that much and we're going at that time we kind of go okay 
let's let's the important things and when it comes down to it, is it the height? Is it this? Is it that? Or is it the kind of the morals, the values? And these are, you've got to be attracted to the person, absolutely. But then you can get somebody who's very attractive who you could be five minutes with and you're thinking, wow, I am bored with this person. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you can get somebody, you know, who's not ideally, you know, maybe taller than you, which most women prefer, I would say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who makes you laugh, makes you feel great, you know, who treats you like a queen. And, you know, I always say, you know, go on how you feel. You know, how does he make you feel? Yeah. And that and that is really that is really, really key because you could get you can get somebody who ticks every single box for you. But there isn't that feeling there. And it is it's a, it's a very, a very instinctive. It's very um, um, kind of native kind of thing in the sense of. You want a guy who you feel can protect you. You want a guy who think, and it, it just comes down. It comes down to that kind of that, that 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 kind of base feeling. But if he can't make you laugh, if he can't hold your interest and have a conversation with it, you go, do you know what? Yeah, that's stimulating for me. If he can't make you feel like you are really the most important person in your life, it's, it's not amount of time. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna last the. The longevity that maybe you're looking for and again you know, i speak to couples who say i've had a long-term relationship and i got fantastic but then it, t- it transpires that actually they were they spent the weekends and then the rest of the week they chucked them out because <laughs> mm-hmm. i can only manage that so for me that's a friend that's a friendship with a little bit more um this is about somebody who you can spend 24 7 with that person who we all have quirks. We have annoyances. You, you can't get away from that. But it, if those annoyances and quirks become too much, that relationship is not going to last that time. It's not going to stand the test of time. If you're looking at those quirks and going, to not, that's fine, but I love them so much. that That's part and parcel. That's that's part. Like, I, I kind of get that. Um, and I think these are key things. Like you said, you've got, you've got, to, you've got to feel comfortable with these people. You know, you, you, you're spending probably that small amount of time that you have that's for you and you want to spend it with them you want to share it you want to share those experiences of life and I think that's the key thing it is about it's about sharing your experience experiences so that as you go through life you then have that conversation where do you remember when we did that or do you remember when we went there do you remember when mm. we saw that or do you remember and it's it's about reliving that it's it's about that emotional side of going through that enjoyment stage again and and uh, and revisiting that which is which is again key it, it helps the it helps the relationship you know it keeps it alive um but also pushing yourself outside the boundary making maybe make doing something that kind of you aren't quite comfortable with but actually it pushes you it pushes the relationship you need to, if you if you stand still for too long it will become stagnant and yeah. it's about doing stuff together, maybe doing stuff that you don't normally do. Um, and again, it's about the thoughtfulness as well. It's about the compromise. There are some people who feel that this is my life. This is where I've got, and I, I am not changing friends. Well, yeah, I kind of get that. You kind of need to be treated. Because if you're too rigid, it's all about you then. And a relationship mm. isn't about you, it isn't about him. It, it's about the both of you. Yeah. How do you to work, you know, and, and there will be differences. You'll have differences in things, the interests that you have. And that's absolutely fine. But it's about finding the interests that you 
really enjoyed doing together. And that's, and that's the key thing that sometimes it's something you never even, even thought about before, but that's where if you in front of somebody that you really enjoy meeting, keep doing that, see where that takes you. I always mm. say there are people who know instantly and that's actually fine. I've got friends who have done that. Gosh, they've, they literally got married, had children so fast. It was incredible, but it doesn't happen for everybody. And, and normally it takes a relationship time to build. You, you have to kind of work this out. And sometimes it's not obvious. It's, it sits there. It's not obvious. You kind of meet somebody thinking, I am not sure. Just go enjoy meeting somebody new. Again, I, I always say to clients, meeting somebody who wants to get from A to B and that B is not quite what you're looking for if that makes sense so if it's more like the hookup they are literally going to tell you everything that you want to hear mm. meet somebody who wants a relationship it's a very different conversation because what they're looking at is i'm heading in this direction does this person kind of fit in with my life i fit in with their life and that's that's almost the conversation you're both going to be asking these are questions you're going to be asking about each other and looking at and, and how you interact with your friends so that conversation it might not give you every answer that you want to hear, but it's not about what you want. It's about what you need. And that's why I say, if you speak to somebody who tells you everything you want to hear, that's great, but that's actually not the relationship you're looking for. So that's where it gets difficult when you start dating is about just because you hear, you are hearing what you want to hear. It doesn't mean it's going to head in the same direction that you want to head in. So I always say go with your gut. You know, if there's something that doesn't ring true, just have a look at it, observe it, and then reevaluate it again. Um, but I think that's that's the hard thing about dating at the moment. It's about interpreting what that other person is is trying to kind of where they are heading. What do they want? Does that fit in with you? Um, and, and also getting down to the the truth of it, I suppose. And again, if I go back to kind of an agency, it's, it, it, it's like I always say, there are some ladies who I know I've spoken to and they've spent months trying to correspond with people and, and work out, are they legit? Are they based here? Or are they, you know, are they kind of catfishing me? That's the term that's, that's used. Whereas every time that we introduce them, that we've already vetted them, we've already ID checked them. We know that they've, they've had to, provide us with certain things we've done a digital footprint on them to, to, so we've checked that digital footprint to make sure that yes these things kind of fall in line so that every person we're kind of putting in front of our client is who they say they are now they now need to take that further and go does that work for you is there anything that you can learn anything that we can learn um but for those people who want to use the apps and the online take your time don't jump in too quickly just because what you're hearing is right and that up you just be a little bit cautious you know um i mean there was a there was a survey that was brought out at the beginning of this year you know an online dating fraud has increased by 40 percent that's probably over lockdown mm. that's, that's kind of intensified that so you know be careful you know if somebody mentions money run run as fast as you can block everything just get out of there it's not, it isn't needed. It's not needed in that relationship. One, if somebody's saying that to you, why? Why do they need the money? Two, is it real? Three, this is the start of the relationship. Where is it going? Mm -hmm. um, just get 
away from that if you hear it. Go with your gut. If it doesn't feel right, leave it. If you're getting these, as they say, these kind of quick communications and you're thinking, where's, why have we not been able leave it. Yeah. I always say, get sat in front of that person as fast as you can. Pick somewhere you feel comfortable. Pick somewhere you feel you know. If you're doing it by yourself, make sure you've got your network of friends to keep tabs on you. Let them know you've gone out. Let them know when you're coming back. If you know so you can go, oh, I need to leave, sorry. You know, go with that process. Give yourself those safety nets so you feel comfortable doing that. Um, and that's that's purely because you don't know anything about this person. But you just you just need to be careful now because there are so many different influences. And I think for anybody coming out of a relationship going, okay, what do I do? How does this work? You have to be aware that there are, I'll, I'll, I'll say this from a, looking at it from a lady's perspective. There are, and I, I, as a guy, I have sat in interviews and I have been past somebody's, a lady's phone, seeing the messages and the photographs that they've been sent. And I have to be very, very thick-skinned. You are going to get communication that you might not want. Even, I think Bumble, you can put a filter on, it's inappropriate, they'll blur it, and you can decide what you want to do. And again, going back to stats, more than 40% of the ladies said they have been sent these images. So if you're going to start dating through that way, you have, you have, you're going to have to be very thick-skinned and you're going to have to invest a lot of time. But if that's the way you go for it, just keep yourself safe. Be aware that this is what goes on. So you just need to go, they're an idiot. They're nothing to do with me. It's not, it's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. Um, and just keep yourself, please keep yourself safe and use that network of friends and go about it that way if that's the way you're going to go. Excellent. Thank you for that, Alex, for those wise words of wisdom. So on that note, uh, what is the best um, contact information you can provide the listeners with in terms of being able to contact you? And the best one is, is probably the website, actually. It's um, it's selectservices.co.uk. It's something we set up 20-odd years ago, nice and simple. <laughs> we have stuck with it because, obviously, typing in select personal introduction is a little bit harder. Um but yeah, just contact us. And again, if somebody just wants to have a conversation, a free chat, it's about the starting point. It's not, what we do is not for everybody. And I, I think that's the point. This is not, this is not a hard sell. This is about finding people who are looking for relationships, who feel comfortable with us as an agency, feel comfortable with the systems that we use, um, and then taking that forward. So sometimes that conversation, we realize, you know what, you are looking for a casual dating kind of process but that's where this is probably going to work that's going to work but again if you ever feel like you are you ring an agency and they're hard selling you just walk away it, mm. it shouldn't happen i mean this is why you know we when we were talking about this before we're part of um, an association the abia the association of british introduction agencies and it's because in 81, you know, you had that kind of uh, double glazing salesman attitude to some agencies and that has changed. But if you ever feel that way, it's not right. Mm. You know, every agency that goes through the ABIA is vetted. They have to reach a certain standard. They check the, the contract that they have. They have a code of practice. So at least you have that confidence that fantastic. Then have a chat with the agency. See if that's what you're looking for. 
Um, but as I say, we work a particular way. We, we dominate in, in the kind of north of the UK, but again, we do cover the UK with our matchmaking and globally. You know, we have clients in other countries because people look for different things. People want different things. And it's about connecting those people. It's about using our connections as well. Um, but yeah, if, even if you just want to have a quick 15 minute chat, work out what you want to do, maybe some pointers, um, absolutely fine. You know, we've, we've, we've done a lot over the pandemic where we've given advice so that people could think about things. Sometimes it's about, I know when we have clients, when we're going through that kind of membership, sometimes there are points where we go, you need to now think about this. Sometimes it's about that, are they, one of the biggest things that people don't do is, is observe, observe who's interested in you. They're not looking, they're just so blinkered on what they're doing, so focused on, on life rather than actually going, okay, is there anybody at this event or this party who actually might be looking at me, who might, yeah. be, interested <laughs> in me, who might be giving me signals? <laughs> because I can promise you now, from a lady's perspective, you could have a banner with flashing lights above your head. Some guys just don't even see that. They, they're kind of like, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I, I remember I, I did a bit of flirting um, coaching with, with a celebrity. And we went into I went, we went into a bar and, and we sat down and we just ordered a drink. And I said, my goodness. I said, can you tell me anybody in here that you like the look of? And she went, nope. And I said, do you know why? She went, no. Nope. I said, because you did not scan the room. You haven't got a clue who's in here. Nobody's been able to kind of, oh, she looks lovely. I will kind of smile. I will give that interaction. It's part about that. So sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes it's as simple as, are you looking? Are you picking up the signals? It's Again, it's about the confidence. I mean, I'm always helping clients go through that process of sometimes it's about your confidence what you give off that will draw people to you which is is key i mean i always i always use the analogy that you know if you go for a job interview and you're unemployed it's so much harder than when you go for a job when you've got a job because you feel a bit more confident you've got something to pull, fall back on and it's the same thing in the sense of if you can if and this is why it's important to go and meet people. If you can go through a process of start to meet people, you gain that confidence in yourself so that you start to give the confidence out and you draw people to you, which is really, really important. Um, you can sit in front of the most wonderful guy, but if you're not giving out the right signals or you're just not picking up on the signals, they'll disappear and you'll miss them. Yeah. I've always said, you know, it's about the energy that you're exuding that, creates the attraction and if you're not exuding that that positive vibe that openness you know um then obviously people are going to sense that and and that you've got you know you're closed off to to not actually receiving and again that that's that's the attractive side that that's part of the attraction it's um again late ladies are very much you Yes, it's, it is it is a visual aspect, but it's more about what you hear. You you date more with your ears. You yes. Get, if, you, if you meet a really attractive guy, it's great. If he's bored you within five minutes, he's out of there. Whereas you put a guy in front of a, a kind of slot machine with flashing lights, they're probably there in 15 minutes still looking at the flashing lights. We're very, very much visual. Um, so it, it, it's about, I mean, I always say to guys, yeah, these photos are great, but go and meet because it's about, who she is it's about how does she make 
but how does she smile? What's the eye contact like? And this is something I go on with the guys about. And it's the same with the ladies. How does he make you feel? It goes back to that. Do you feel secure? Does he make you laugh? There are, there are so many aspects of non-verbal communication going on when you first meet. It's really, really important. You can text, which is the best thing that anybody can do. This texting thing is, is one of my gripes because, again, many women, we communicate very differently. How something is written and how something read is read is very, very different. So it's, it, it is key about go and meet, go and have that conversation and meet a couple of times. So you, again, start to relax with each other. Excellent, yeah. Alex. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom. How and... did you say that? <laughs> Gee, pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. It's lovely speaking to you. Lynn. Thank you. And I found this really insightful. I could talk to you all day, actually, about oh, yeah. the subject. <laughs> but we'll probably do it on another. He said, podcast. "Talk about the story." I was thinking, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Lynn. Thank you, Alex. And um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Absolute pleasure being on it. Thank you very much for inviting me. You're very welcome. And on that note, I just want to leave with, as I always do, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.